Alright, what we had done till last time was Canto 7, Chapter 5, Prahlada, the saintly son of Hiranyakashap. We had done verse 23-24 where nine different ways of devotional approach towards the Lord were discussed. So I shall go further than that. So now we are doing 25. After hearing these words of devotional service from the mouth of his son Prahlada, Hiranyakashyap was extremely angry. His lips trembled. He spoke as follows to Sanda, the son of Guru Shukracharya. Now naturally hearing these words from the mouth of his son, the father was very angry because he had sent him to learn something else and he is gone and he is rattling off some other things which are not at all conducive to hear. So that is the reason why he was very angry. Oh, unqualified, most heinous son of Brahmana, you have disobeyed my order and taken shelter at the, of the party of my enemies. You have taught this poor boy about devotional service. What is this nonsense? In due course of time, various types of diseases are manifest in those who are sinful. Similarly, in this world, there are many deceptive friends in false garbs. But eventually, because of their false behavior, the actual enmity becomes manifest. So, the father that is Hiranyakashap, is telling his teacher, that is his son's teacher, that he has gone and betrayed him, that he's given him some knowledge which he was not supposed to be given. O son of Shukracharya, Hiranyakashap's spiritual master said, the son of Shukracharya, Hiranyakashap's spiritual master said, O king, O enemy of King Indra, O king, Whatever your son Prahlad has said was not taught to him by me or anyone else. His spontaneous devotional service has naturally developed in him. Therefore, please give up your anger and do not unnecessarily accuse me. It is not good to insult a Brahmana in this way. So naturally, the teacher gets very angry with the father and says, I have not taught him many of those things. Sri Narad Muni continued, when Hiranyakashyap, Received this reply from the teacher. He again addressed his son Prahlad. Hiranyakashyap said, You rascal, most fallen of your family, if you have not received this education from your teacher, where have you got it from? Prahlad Maharaj replied, Because of their uncontrolled senses, persons too addicted to materialistic life make progress towards hellish conditions and repeatedly chew that which has already been chewed. Their inclination towards Krishna are never aroused either by the instructions of others, by their own efforts, or by the combination of both. Now, I'll do this line and the next one together, so you will understand it better. Persons who are strongly entrapped by the consciousness of enjoying material life, and who have therefore accepted as their leader, or a guru, a similar blind man attached to the external sense objects, cannot understand that the goal of life is to return home back to Godhead and engage in the service of Lord Vishnu. As blind men guided by another blind man misses the right path and falls into the ditch, materially attached men led by another materially attached man are bound by the ropes of fruitive labour, which are made of very strong cords and they continue again and again in the materialistic life, suffering threefold miseries. So what Prahlad is telling his father is simply this. That he says that those who are trapped in the material world, what is it that they can teach the other person? They can never teach anybody else besides that thing which they know about, which is the material worldly knowledge only or the way of the material path. 
see in our life also we have our parents we have our relatives we have our friends what are these people teaching us on a day to day basis they are teaching us only about material life they cannot teach us anything about spiritual part and spiritual aspect of life can never be taught to anybody unless and until it's a qualified spiritual master is present over there who is a qualified spiritual master somebody who has reached the level of spiritual perfection so what pralhad is telling his father is simply this that those who have already fallen into the ditch how can they help somebody else who is already fallen into the same ditch it is like you know you are tasting the same filth over there which the others are also tasting so what is the big deal in that there is nothing over there which can be so that is the reason why he says you know you can achieve over there so he says repeatedly chew that which has already been chewed they are chewing the same stuff that means the same knowledge is being recycled over there like let us say for example you know there is there is a great physicist or there is a great uh, scientist or like there are so many people in this world who are you know public personas what are they trying to tell when they are talking on behalf of the knowledge which they have which is like say for example some atheistic knowledge or some physics physics knowledge what are they actually trying to churn to you or to give you they are only going to give you that knowledge which they have which they have learnt in their material world in this physical world of theirs they cannot give you any knowledge about the spiritual aspect because they have never been there think about it like this there is somebody who is staying in london has never gone out of london and now he is supposed to describe something which is san francisco or washington or tokyo can you describe can anybody describe that in the same way like if i have not gone to tokyo how can i describe that place or shanghai or for that matter any other part of this world if i have not been there what right do i have to google it and look for myself and then describe it see what people do is they get little knowledge from somewhere and that is the thing that they expound on and the reason why we are not supposed to be listening to these people is simply this if you are on the spiritual path there is no point in listening to your parents who have never been on the spiritual path at all they only know what their parents or their teachers have taught and they are not saintly enough to give you any knowledge about god or for that matter krishna so there is no point in listening to them the spiritual master is the perfect one who is going to teach you about spirituality so the one who knows krishna will be able to tell you about krishna the one who knows about new york will be able to tell you about new york it's the same way so common sense will tell you this so there are these great people who are expounding on the television about you know what is atheism all about and all that they have never been to that domain of spiritual knowledge and they are expounding on things and trying to cut the other people down see today there is there are people who are talking about astronomy and astrophysics and all that i don't understand how is it that they can come up to their conclusion when they have not even reached those distant stars it's a hearsay knowledge it's a knowledge which you can which you are you know by means of your mind you are concocting it is based on certain inferences you know based on certain knowledge which you have which you don't even have actually think about it what is there on mars today 
can never be understood unless and until you actually go to Mars. Yesterday they found a lander over there, which, uh, which you know, England had sent in two, 2003. And they have found a small picture of that. Now first they have to actually go down to that place. It is the, uh, the picture has been shot by an American spacecraft which is going around Mars. It's a very tiny dot. Yes, you will have to go down there to actually see whether that lander is there or no. So, the idea is you have to physically be present or going over there or knowing about that place to tell somebody else about it. It's in our own world you will find that, you know, today we are saying uh, um, a planet like, you know, a moon like Titan has got water in it. Yes, we can draw by inferences by certain reasoning, but we have to actually go over there to physically experience that thing. In the same way, the knowledge of the physical domain, that means only the person who has seen God can tell you about God. And this was a question that was asked by Ramakrishna, was asked to Ramakrishna Paramahansa by Swami Vivekananda. Swami Vivekananda asked him the question. First thing that he asked him was this. Have you seen God? And Ramakrishna Paramahansa said yes. It's only when he has seen can he say these words, isn't it? Then he will be able to give him also the same experience. See what happens is, I am eating an ice cream. I know what is the taste of an ice cream. Till I don't offer it to you, you will not be able to know it, isn't it? In the same way, you will think I am eating one particular vanilla, but actually I am eating some other one. You are just making a judgment about what I am having. But if I offer the one to you, yes, you will understand. You take one scoop and you also try out the same. Then you will say, yes, 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 you are trying vanilla. You are right about it. So, it's the same thing. You also, the person that is a disciple, whoever the guru is and the disciple, both have to get the same experience. So, if the question has to be asked like this, have you seen God? Do you know about Him? If you know about Him, then only speak. If you don't know about Him, if you have never met Him, why are you speaking? It's the same thing. So, the idea has to be always used like this. So, that is the reason why Prahlad Maharaj is very clear in what he is talking. He says, how can these people who have no clue about God or for that matter any understanding ever teach me? They are lost in the material world. That is Shukracharya's sons he is talking about. Alright? Unless they smear upon their bodies the dust of the lotus feet of the Vaishnava completely freed from material contamination, persons very much inclined towards materialistic life cannot be attached to the lotus feet of the Lord who is glorified for his uncommon activities. Only by becoming Krishna consciousness and taking shelter at the lotus feet of the Lord, in this way one can be freed from material contamination. Unless they smear upon their bodies the dust of the lotus feet of a Vaishnava completely freed from material contamination. So what is this line about? This line is telling you something very strange. Material contamination is any person who is lost in the material world. One who is completely given up to, you know, earning money, looking after the family, taking care of his parents and going to work and 
you know building houses or having vehicles this is basically called material contamination okay any person who is used to those kind of things now the spiritual master need not be any of this he is a person who is not contaminated by these things so this person a spiritual master one is there is no money involved there is no place involved there is no family involved there is nothing of that matter which is contaminating this person so there is none of these things attached to him no lust no greed no money no anger none of these things when all these things are there with the spiritual master that is called the vaishnav the true vaishnav a person who is a devotee of vishnu is called a vaishnav so you have to take the dust from the lotus feet of the spiritual master and then persons very much inclined towards materialistic life cannot be attached to the lotus feet of the lord so if you find somebody else who is talking about some other issue besides this besides the uh, besides krishna then that is not the person that you can go to as a you know he cannot be a teacher he will be another material person so first and foremost you should know that this person is completely devoted to krishna number 1 number 2 he is not at all involved in this material world where money lust greed all these things are concerned there is no possession for this kind of a person and the rest of it you need to chuck up chuck away all right who is glorified by his uncommon activities only by becoming krishna consciousness and taking shelter at the lotus feet of the lord this way one can be freed from material contamination so only through this kind of a spiritual master if you are getting the knowledge about krishna then only you will be removed from this material worldly contamination that means getting into all these kind of stuff all right now one word of caution if your spiritual master is such a type of a person like say ramakrishna paramahansa and he is telling his devotees that they should be doing their material worldly jobs meanwhile keeping their eyes on at the feet of the lord then that is perfectly valid because it is your master who is given you those instructions so these are the instructions which you have been given that you can follow but on what uh, prallad maharaj is telling over here is there are other people who are basically not under the guidance of these kind of spiritual masters and they are getting lost in the material world they cannot be a pa- on the path towards krishna all right so i hope you understand that after prallad maharaj has spoken in this way and become silent hiranyakashyap blinded by anger threw him off his lap and on to the ground indignant and angry his reddish eyes with like molten copper hiranyakashyap said to his servants oh demons take this boy away from me he deserves to be killed kill him as soon as possible this boy prallad is the killer of my brother for he has given up his family to engage in the devotional service of the enemy lord vishnu like a menial servant although prallad is only 5 years old even at this young age he has given up his affectionate relationship with his father and mother therefore he is currently untrustworthy indeed it is not at all believe unbelievable uh, that he will behave well towards vishnu 
although a medicinal herb being born in the forest does not does not belong to the same category as the man if beneficial it is kept very carefully similarly if someone outside one's family is favorable he should be given protection like a son on the other hand if a limb of one's own body is poisoned by disease it must be amputated that the rest of the body may live happily similarly if even one's own son if unfavorable must be rejected although born of one's own body so hiranyakashyap is giving justification of what you should be doing to prallad maharaj you should be killing him why because he is like a you know a limb which has become gangrenous you know gangrene you know na the entire limb becomes uh, it goes uh, dead and then you have to cut it off so in the same way he is talking about his son his son is talking about vishnu and these people are the greatest enemy of vishnu it's a part and parcel of every spiritual aspirant in this world by the way it's not only the story of prallad it is the story of you as well the moment you follow the spiritual path the moment you turn towards krishna the whole family is going to go against you <laughs> and not only the family your own relatives everybody who is concerned will think you are the biggest enemy to them the reason is simply this because they do not understand the truth behind these words what is the truth behind these words the truth is this the knowledge which they have about krishna or for that matter anything in the material world is only material knowledge they go and stand in front of a god in some temple somewhere they will take nariyal and phool mala and all those things because their father and mother has done okay so they go to the same temple and they go and put this mala and give money to that priest over there and say you know god 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 please give me this please give me that please give me this please give me that and that is how they have been begging all their life so naturally when they are going this time also now since their parents have taught them this or their relatives have taught so what happens is again when these people are going naturally they are these youngsters or, or whoever it is they are going to ask the same thing from god now how can that krishna whom they are begging from in say like in uh, tirupati or on these places be the same krishna that we are talking about both are not same we are here we are talking about the supreme divine consciousness where you are supposed to be offering your service to the lord and there you are going and standing like a beggar and asking give me this give me that give me this give me that that is a bank or maybe it's a, it's somebody who is going to give you something this krishna doesn't give anything the true supreme divine consciousness doesn't give anything you know why he doesn't give because it is in you not somewhere outside so you need to give yourself not somebody else you have to make yourself more capable in this world because if you have the essence of the supreme divine lord what makes you think that you cannot make that same amount of money boss why are you going and asking and begging from somebody else see understand this you don't know to cook so you will ask somebody else you know can you please make this uh, you know make the rice and this and that and give it to me correct because you don't have you are going and begging from somebody else but if you know why will you go and ask somebody else you will yourself make it isn't it so this is the idea the divine consciousness is in every individual in this world unfortunate part is they always think of themselves as at a loss and they don't know anything about it i don't know i don't know how things are done 
every person feels he is incapable you understand this but if god is in you god is capable of everything why are you thinking you are incapable of anything <laughs> so first realize that this divine consciousness is inside of you not in some temple where you find some murti over there or not in front of some church or some god somewhere there is nothing over there you got the point you know one of the strangest things is uh, last uh, last week uh, guru was telling <laughs> the answer to it is go to the cave of your heart you know strange part is this everywhere it is written you know vyas muni's cave what do you mean by vyas muni's cave there is no vyas muni anywhere think about some vyas muni or some dadiwala baba sitting over there om 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 he is doing thing there is somebody like that over there is no person like that over there okay vyas dev is an amsh of krishna he is a small portion of krishna what is vyas dev's main job is to dissipate knowledge in the form of very beautiful books which he has written in the form of what is called as a mahabharat and the bhagavatam correct bhagavatam he told his son and his son is now telling you if that is the knowledge what is mahabharat all about we did that mahabharat is nothing to do with anything outside boss it is everything to do with you you have your own enemies inside your own body think about it the pandavas are inside of you in the form of five sense organs the divine consciousness is in you in the form of krishna who is guiding you that is the what we say as the spirit within us is guiding us it's telling us what we are supposed to do who are these kauravas kauravas all those negative tendencies which you have laziness anger greed with these senses and the body that you have been given you are supposed to overcome them that is basically what mahabharata is all about and what is this bhagavatam all about bhagavatam is all about the avatars of krishna vishnu what avatars of vishnu think if you actually go through this is right from the matsya avatar to vara avatar to you know hiranya uh, sorry narsimha to shri ram to krishna to finally we are going to have kalki also somewhere down the line it's your own avatars is a 10 different avatars that you are going to go through you yourself you are going through it so to kill this kind of anger and greed and all you need an avatar which is called the narsimha avatar tearing the stomach you know and all that what without using so this is what the so it's all about you so who is this vyas dev vyas dev is the intelligence that is inside of you which is telling you these are these are stories and the cave of your heart is called the cave of your heart heart doesn't mean the physical heart otherwise you will try to search over there <laughs> left ventricle right ventricle and all those kind of thing that's not the cave <laughs> the cave of your heart is not a physical domain it's a spiritual domain it's a place inside you which is talking about all the beautiful aspect of this divine nature okay now wonder wonders of wonders you will wonder you know like guru's uh, guru <laughs> guru arkaris guru i don't know whether he knows that his name is what he used to call him tata i think that's what he used to call <laughs> tata is who grandfather was 
Ajja. Yeah, Ajja. <laughs> grandfather. Grandfather means what? He is called also the grandsire, the grandfather. We are talking about a person whose physical entity we are, we are looking at a man, we are looking at the divine aspect of the Lord. It's called Father, the Son and the Holy Ghost, isn't it? The Father becomes a grandfather, the Son in the heavens and the Son outside. Three things. It's like how they have in Christianity. The Father is in the heavens. The Son is His own form which is taken, which is a manifestation. He is going to start manifesting. And the third one is the manifest deity. So we are talking of three domains backwards. So one is the physical aspect which is in you physically. Physically you are there. And we are going towards our father in heaven. It's going backwards, you know. It's like that. So we are looking at the same aspect of this knowledge. You don't have to go anywhere. So in the same way, what happens to Prahlad? Prahlad knows about this. Being a devotee of the Lord, the knowledge is self-effulgent. At what age? Physical age of Prahlad was only five years. Think about it like this. By the time the child is five years old, the knowledge is effulgent. But we think that that person is a duffer. So we try to say A, B, C, D, you know, like that. Think about it. We are teaching the child something which, which is a material only knowledge. Though he knows literally everything. So, although Prahlad is only five years old, even at this young age, he has given up his affectionate relationship with his father and mother. Therefore, he is currently untrustworthy. Indeed, it is not at all believable that he will behave well towards Vishnu. Although a medicinal herb born in the forest does not belong to the same category as a man, it is beneficial if it is kept very carefully. Similarly, if someone outside one's family is favorable, he should be given protection like a son. So what is Hiranyakashap saying? son is become like a gangrenous foot, so he needs to be cut off and thrown. But somebody else's child who is there, who, who is loving our family, yes, yes, we can bring him inside. It's like a strange thing. So we'll go to the next line. Just as uncontrolled senses are the enemies of all yogis engaged in advancing in spiritual life, this Prahlad who appears to be a friend is an enemy because I cannot control him. Therefore, this enemy, without whether eating, sleeping or sitting, must be killed by all means. The first line says, just as uncontrolled senses are the enemies of all yogis engaged in advancing in spiritual life. All your senses and sense organs are the enemies. How are the enemies? With the eyes you see objects. If you see an object, you run after it. Think about it like this. Today in the newspaper, like you get newspapers at home. Today in the newspaper, one slip comes over there. Which says, fill this up and you are eligible for a million dollars in price. You just have to fill up. For the heck of it, or for wanting that money, you will fill it and give it, isn't it? It's not asking you for anything. It's just telling you, fill it up and give it up. You are still thinking that there are a million chances in which you will get it. So in the same way, what happens? These things are there in this material world. The material world is attracting. Very, very attracting. It draws you towards itself. 
and with your senses you are getting going towards that direction it's like very nice food is come you know smell is coming from the kitchen naturally you are you are you are going to your mouth is going to water and say oh what is going to what's cooking in the kitchen isn't it same thing eyes nose mouth ears or skin everything runs away so for a yogi none of these things are supposed to bother he is not supposed to run after anything and that is the reason why he is supposed to be sitting in one place and controlling his senses so hiranyakashyap is saying i cannot control my son so i need to kill him the demons rakshasas the servants of hiranyakashyap thus began striking the tender parts of prahlad maharaj's body with their tridents the demons all had fearful faces sharp teeth and reddish coppery beards and hair and they appeared extremely threatening making a tumultuous sound shouting chop him up pieces pierce him they began striking prahlad maharaj who sat silently meditating upon the supreme personality of godhead even though a person who has no assets in pious activity performs some good deeds it will have no results thus the weapons of the demons who have no tangible effect upon prahlad maharaj because he was a devotee undisturbed by material conditions and fully engaged in medita- meditating upon and serving the supreme personality of godhead who is unchangeable who cannot be realized by the material senses and who is the soul of the entire universe just like you know this kind of stuff cannot harm a devotee of a person in the same way prahlad maharaj was not disturbed by whatever these demons were doing now think about it like this what is it that we are talking about again over here always remember this is an allegorical tale it's telling you something completely different all right the rakshasas who are the rakshasas the rakshasas are those evil things that are being thrown at you if you have following if you are following the path of the lord if you are becoming a devotee of krishna naturally the whole world is going to laugh at you and going to say yeah you are be devotee of krishna look at you and your parents and everybody else and relatives and wives and husbands or whoever they are involved they are all going to laugh at you they are going to jeer at you they are going to make fun of you they are going to keep on saying bullshit stuff about you they are going to give you a glass of water and say okay yeah let tell your god to make it into wine and show it to me you know this is nothing but provocation provocation they are going to throw their anger at you they are trying, going to be very venomous towards you they are going to speak a lot of wrong things and it's going to be like that so naturally prahlad maharaj is going through all these things and these are not demons the way you look at them demons are those who can harm you isn't it so naturally all these people are throwing their darts at hiranyakashyap same way any devotee of the lord has to go through this they have to go through this and next you are going to get burnt on the stake also don't worry <laughs> my dear king yudhishthir when all the attempts of the demons to kill prahlad maharaj were futile the king of the demons hiranyakashyap being most fearful began contriving other means to kill him naturally you will be under the you are you are now going to get more tortured you know Hiranyakashyap could not kill his son by throwing him beneath the big feet of a big elephant throwing him among huge fearful snakes employing destructive spells hurling him from top of the hill conjuring up illusory tricks administering poison starving him exposing him to severe cold winds fire and water or throwing heavy stones to crush him when hiranyakashyap 
found that he could not in any way harm Prahlad, was completely sinless. He was in great anxiety about what to do next. So, after all these people around you try their various tricks, you know, they are going to try all these kind of tricks which I mentioned over here. They are going to tell you hundreds of different things. They are going to, they are going to put barbs at you. They are going to say a lot of wrong stuff. They are going to say, see, your God is useless, you know, I don't understand. This fellow who is teaching you is teaching you all nonsense. You are not even supposed to listen to all that thing. You don't understand. There is a Babaji in the town and this Babaji is going to give you the magic beads, you know. Otherwise, he is going to give you magic spells. Spells, incantations. Or, yeah, he is going to tell you, you know, you are supposed to drink from a copper bottom glass. What? Yes, light a candle inside your house for 24 hours. I mean, I, I don't understand. Drinking from copper bottom glass or standing on your head for 24 hours, does it make any difference? On the contrary, you will you are going to feel dizzy very soon. Okay? Because copper by itself, you know, you know why we, we drink from a glass or from a stainless steel. You know why? Because copper and all have got those sediments at the bottom which are very, very dangerous. It's a formation of copper sulfates and sulfides. Copper sulfide. But these are very dangerous stuff because, you know, sulfuric acid is there in this, all over the things that we are using. Sometimes we use, you know, uh, imli. You know, imli. Uh, okay. What happens to it if you remove water? You know, soak it in water and put it in copper vessel and see for yourself what happens. <laughs> yeah, it's going to get spoiled, okay? First and foremost, you are not supposed to. In chemistry class, I am sure you are not eating ferrous sulphate over there. Green color stuff. You would have got poisoned over there. You are not supposed to do those kind of things. Again, hydrochloric acid or all those kind of stuff. I don't understand what people think by doing this kind of stuff. So, you should avoid these kind of things. You have very clear brains God has given you. Don't fall into all these things. Tell me something. By lighting something somewhere or by going to some temple and giving some, uh, you know, God knows what all things over there, is it, is it going to change anything in your life? Nothing in your life is going to change the way you think about it. Okay, so don't fall into the trap of, you know, going through all this bullshit and nonsense in this world. Just be the devotee of the Lord, forget all this stuff. Don't have to bother about it. Just be a devotee of Krishna, that's it. Beyond that, nothing else is needed. Just follow Him, that's it. And in a devotional aspect. So all these people, all these things which are negative elements in this world, they just fall off, nothing is going to touch you. So this is what it means. Hiranyakashyap thought, I, I have used many ill names in chastising this boy, boy Prahlad and I have devised many means of killing him. But despite all my endeavours, he could not be killed. Indeed, he saved himself from his own powers, by his own powers, without being affected in the least by these treacheries and abominable actions. Although he is very <coughs> near to me and is merely a child, he is situated in complete fearlessness. He resembles a dog's curved tail, which can never be straightened because he never forgets my misbehavior and his connection with his master, Lord Vishnu. So now Hiranyakashyap starts thinking. How does Hiranyakashyap think? Hiranyakashyap thinks in a way where, see, I tried all my stunts. Okay? All the stunts which 
the family members and relatives were supposed to try they have tried they have you know threatened you they have done this and they have done that and now finally they are wondering you know ki isko kya bolega to ye hamari taraf aayega what is it that will make this person come towards me so the person hiranyakashyap this is the tendency i told you, you know is a tendency of every human being so he is thinking how do i bring him on my side okay so what i will do is i will think i will tell this guy i am also a devotee of krishna <laughs> see this is all deceit now the next thing which comes into play is called deceit and deceit in which manner it's a very strange way of deceit see look at it he says he saved himself with his own power without being affected in the least by these treacherous and abominable conditions actions although he is very near to me and is merely a child he is situated in complete fearlessness the devotee of krishna is not bothered about any of this bullshit stuff in this world okay he is least caring because why you know he is fearless he knows very well that krishna is there to save him and anything that has to happen you you only does it i don't have to bother about anybody else think about it many a times you have been told you know tumhare wajah se aisa ho gaya just because of you this has happened how many times you have been blamed you have gone through this okay and you have been always told you know that you are the cause of it okay i am the cause of it so but that should not be deterring you understanding fully well that krishna is the final person who is the writer you know is a great writer upstairs he is writing the story and you are only a devotee of his so why are we bothered about what he is writing so you become fearless because you know the story is written by somebody else only <laughs> is your boss who is writing the story so why should you be bothered about it so you become fearless there is nothing in this world so you are not the cause remember this the moment you say you are the cause you are greater than god you know there is a very big uh, irony in this actually today there is an article which was talking about if god makes a stone bigger than him can he lift it it's a it's a it's a hypothetical question and uh, the people think you know it cannot be done all right and there is a lot of things which have been mentioned in this particular article i wish i can post it let me see so in the same way these people are going to come up with situations like this which are going to make you feel you know that you are worthless but remember you have to be fearless because you are on the side of krishna so nothing is going to go wrong so it resembles a dog's curved tail we say na the dog's tail is curved and you put it in one straight rod also is never going to become straight so in the same way hiranyakashyap is also saying the same thing i can see that this boy's strength is unlimited for he has not feared any of my punishments he appears immortal therefore because of my enmity towards him i shall die or maybe this will not take place the father is thinking oh lord thinking in this way the king of the daityas morose and bereft of bodily luster remained silent with the face downwards then sanda and amarka the two sons of shukracharya spoke to him in secret oh lord we know that when you simply move your eyebrows all the commanders of the various planets are most afraid without the help of any assistant you have conquered all the three worlds therefore we do not find any reason for you to be morose and full of anxiety as for prallad he is nothing but a child and cannot be a cause of anxiety after all his bad or good qualities have no value so these two sons 
of the Guru are now advising Hiranyakashram. Until the return of our spiritual master Shukracharya, arrest this child with the rope of Varuna so that he will not flee in fear. In any case, by the time he is somewhat grown up and has assimilated our instructions or served our spiritual master, he will change in his intelligence. Thus, there is need to be no cause of anxiety. After hearing these instructions of Sandha and Amarka, the sons of his spiritual master, Hiranyakashyap agreed and requested them to instruct Prahlad in the system of occupational duty which is followed by the royal householder family. So now he is again sending them back, so, <laughs> so sending him back so that he can get further instructions. There, thereafter, Sandha and Amarka systematically and unceasingly taught Prahlad Maharaj, who was very submissive and humble, about mundane religion, economic development and sense gratification. So what do these two things, two uh, teachers teach you? Remember, these are the two teachers, Sandha and Amarka. These are the sons of the spiritual master, of the demons. What do they teach? They teach him about religious activities. See, about religion, mundane religion. What is mundane religion saying? Go to temple, do this, do that. You know, every day the religion tells you. Bola pongal ta, pongal banane ka, khane ka. Hello. Phir uske baad diwali hai, fatake lagane ka. Aur phir diwa, diya lagane ka. Kyu lagane ka? Aray, bhai, kuch to pata hona chahiye. Going to the temple. Why the hell are you going to the temple? To beg? Is that the reason why? See, we are going to a museum to understand about, you know, what, what has happened in the past. So you are going to the temple because it's a begging balls place you know, where you people are going, the God is going to throw something in your tali or what. I mean, this is what has been taught to us. We have been told, you know, pray to God, you will pass in your examination. If you don't pray, you are going to fail. You know, in, in, uh, in India we have this system. Before you go for any great activity, like you are going on your job first day, you know, oh, curd and uh, some sweet you are supposed to eat and go. These are all superstitions. I th- think, think about it. You are going to work in a curd factory. Okay. Every day you are eating sweet curd as a taster over there. You mean to say that that fellow is more lucky. Tomorrow that guy is going to end up with diabetes. See? So don't get, don't think about these kind of things. Okay? They are, they are of no use. So if you are teaching your children, I mean if your parents have taught you these things and you are teaching your children, now what's the difference between your parents and you? There's no point, you know. Don't even try to get into that area where you are trying to teach your son, you know, go to temple, do this, do that, for no rhyme or reason. Tomorrow your son, you know, the small son in your house is going to ask you, Dad, but that's a statue, you know. Tomorrow I'll go to George Washington statue and pray to him. Is George Washington going to give me something? What? You can't answer him then. You got the point? <laughs> you can't answer him. Or you go to Gandhiji's statue and pray to him. But Gandhiji is going to come and he is going to give you what? Freedom or what? Nothing like that is going to happen. So it's just nothing but we are just putting our faith in some statue. It's not there. Nothing is there. No God exists in that place. God is truly inside of you. He's a devotion that you can have for the Lord. Lord is not some man or somebody like that. He is called the supreme divine consciousness. I am. That is all. Beyond that there is nothing. So don't even bother about this thing. This is the religious knowledge which is people in this world teach you. That you need to let it go. Economic development. 
know, economic development is a very strange uh, thing. All right. I will put it to you this way. Yesterday I had posted something. It is uh, in that it was written that Swiss franc, you know, Switzerland's franc. What they have done is they have disassociated with the euro in such a way that earlier they used they used to be doing something and now they are buying dollars and this is happening and that is happening. Tell me something. Is anything going to change because of these economic factors? You can come up with fantastic theories. The whole world is thinking that Russia is going to the dogs. Okay, according to the economists of this world. But Russia is becoming stronger and stronger. Who is saying that he is becoming like that? Same way, the theories which they put up is based on some small you know, hearsay. Alright. I think about it like this, you know. When I was, uh, when I went to this planet called Saturn, I found one bucket full of water over there, okay. Where I landed, there was water over there. So I come back to earth and I say, oh, I found water on Saturn. So Saturn must be having enough water. Sir, it's an isolated case. You know, I just found water in that place. Doesn't mean the whole planet is full of water. So in the economic theory also which people are taught, some idiotic place in this earth has come through a certain phenomena. Like say for example, a particular economy is doing well and they are generalizing it for the entire universe. It's not generalization. Don't even go into generalization. Don't. Because that is not going to happen. You can keep up with, you can come up with a thousand stories, you know, that in the next ten years the world is going to go bust. If it is ordained by the Lord, yes, it will go bust. But you come up with your theories, you can get a Nobel Prize for that, of course. Because Nobel Prizes are required. You have to go in, in the whole world and, you know, blow your dynamite over there. You know how Nobel and dynamite is connected, isn't it? Alfred Nobel, uh, Alfred Nobel, sorry. He, he dynamited the whole world and he made money out of it and he is giving a Nobel Prize to everybody. And all these fellows think no end of themselves. No, these economic theories, which economic development and all which is being taught is material, mundane knowledge. It's not going to work. It's going to work for a short duration of time. After that it will go bust. Alright? And sense gratification. What is sense gratification? Think about it. Sense gratification is today somebody likes liquor and he keeps on drinking it. After some time cirrhosis of liver and this and that and everything is going to come. Okay? And then the same liquor which was your friend is going to become your enemy. Same with sugar. Keep on eating sugar and sugar and sugar. Tomorrow you are going to be diabetic. So, all these things which are basically sense gratification after some time become one of the worst things on for a person. It's like this, you know. You like to get the smell of, uh, say, you know, the sweet halwas that you make at home. Okay. What? Tomorrow you go and you stand in a halwai shop. The first day you are going to feel very nice about it. But tomorrow you get a job over there. You know, that same thing is going to stink. Why? Because every day you are smelling the same thing. Then you are not going to like it. So sense gratification is exactly like this. For a time being, for a small duration of time, everything is perfect. After that, it is all going bust. Okay, we have just four more lines, so we will finish it off. 
The teacher Sanda and Amarka inserted Prahlad Maharaj in three kinds of material advancement called religion, economic development and sense gratification. Prahlad, however, being situated above such instructions, did not like them for such instructions are based on the duality of worldly affairs which involves one in a materialistic way of life marked by death, birth, old age and disease. So did you get the answer here? The same thing is now explained by Vyasmuni in a different way. He says, what are the three things that were taught to him? Religion, economic development and sense gratification. Okay, these three things were taught. And what is Vyasdev saying? These are material worldly things. They are being situated, such type of instructions will never go inside the devotee of, of, of the Lord. Okay, he doesn't understand any of those things. Actually, he understands all of them, but he knows all that is fake. Because it is all temporary, it doesn't last. You know, tomorrow, like um, Rajkumar is staying in a state which was Andhra Pradesh once upon a time, a very rich state and all that stuff. Okay, then it got broken up. And now, two, it become two parts and now both are fighting with each other. Everybody wants attention. Right? One has become Telangana and one has become Andhra. Everybody is fighting for it. Everybody is thinking that they are great. So, there is nothing great in that. But nobody would have thought about it, say, 20 years ago. But today it has happened. Same way, you know, you may think you have a brother and a sister, very, very loving, devoted to each other. And you may think this this thing is an endless theory and it's going to go on forever. Boss, in the next 10 minutes also, the whole thing can fizzle off. You don't know. So, don't go by theories. Don't go by this material worldly stuff. It's not going to work. A person may think about certain things and something completely different may happen because only for the devotee of the Lord, he is not troubled by this kind of stuff. Okay? When the teachers went home to attend their household affairs, the students of the same age as Prahlad Maharaj would call him to take the opportunity of leisure hours for play. Prahlad Maharaj was truly the supreme learned person then addressing his class friends in a very sweet language. Smiling, he began to teach them about the uselessness of the materialistic way of life. Being very kind to them, he instructed them as follows. My dear King Yudhishthir, all the kings were very much affectionate and respectful to Prahlad Maharaj. And because of their tender age, they were not so polluted by the instructions and actions of their teachers who are attached to condemned duality and bodily comforts. Thus the boys surrounded Prahlad Maharaj giving up their playthings and sat down to hear him. Their their heart and eyes being fixated upon him, they looked at him with great earnestness. Prahlad Maharaj, although born in a demon family, was an exalted devotee and he desired their welfare. Thus he began instructing them about the futility of materialistic life. So what does Prahlad Maharaj do? Now he becomes the teacher of all the students over there. And he is going to brainwash them now. Okay? So what happens to a devotee? If he finds some other devotee of his own caliber, no? They all sit together and they discuss among themselves. Same way, Prahlad Maharaj is doing the same. So we have come to the end of this chapter. So I shall stop over here and I shall see you all tomorrow. So if you have any questions, you can ask me.